Professor Bryn Brown's research shows that vulnerability fosters good emotional and mental health. It is a sign of courage. We become more resilient and brave when we embrace who we truly are and what we are feeling. The Vulnerable Scientist Podcast is a space for scientists to tell their honest and authentic stories. I am your host, Saranya Kerry, who happens to be a scientist, informal science communicator, and I help scientists create personal websites. If you want to support this show, go to www.patreon.com slash the vulnerable scientist. You can also follow this podcast on all social media platforms at TV Scientist Pod. When you're talking about your story earlier on, uh, I mentioned mm-hmm. I noticed some things that uh, you're very keen on um, mentioning people's names, like the yes. two, the two names. Why is it important to you to talk about people with their names, recognizing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's. I think okay. Let's, let me just start by saying no man is an island. No man is an island. And in Africa, we have this saying that says, if you want to go, um, if you want to go high or if you want to go, yeah, you go by yourself. But if you want to go further, right, um, you, go with, you, you, you go with the people around you. And for me, this, I have to say this is literally something that has happened in my life. I am where I am today because of the people who have held my hand. Yeah, like when you stand on the shoulders of giant, then at the end of the day, you'll also become a giant, right? I have been able to walk along my path or my my journey to where I am today because of the people I've met along the way, because of the people who have been willing to support me and mentor me and and guide me in the right direction where I am today. I, I absolutely I am where I am today because of the people who who have been there for me, who have been mentors, who have been supporters, who have been encouragers. You know, so I it's very important that I mention them by name because they are people who have been very instrumental to where I am today. And when we talk about the highs and lows, um there are so many other more people that I'm going to I, I want to mention, right? who have been key and who have been instrumental okay. to get me to where I am. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Okay, so we were there where um, you're talking about this conversation over coffee that made you get a job. And I think it's mm-hmm. important that you you also mentioned the the need for networking and, you know, getting positions not necessarily out of an official means, but in yeah. terms of like the people you talk to, the people you connect with, uh, they help you like ex- exposing yourself to such people. Cause I can see it from, you know, you volunteering and you being exposed to these people who are working on this species and you being interested into going into plant breeding because you've interacted with such people and done work in, su- in such an environment. And uh, I-, I find that fascinating. So let's take us from there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, mm. You know, you're very, very correct when you say, I think in in, in this um, field where we work in science, networking mm-hmm. is key. Networking is mm-hmm. key, I would say, in any, in any career. Because mm-hmm. um, through, through that, you know, through 
I mean, in a coffee break, talking to, to Trisha, I was able to get a position to work as a bioinformatics consultant there. And mm-hmm. it, it was, it is, it's interesting. I was even surprised myself when he said, yes, it's okay, come and start working on the 15th of May. I'm like, wow, I can't believe I actually just got a job through coffee. <laughs> you know, that was, it, 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 it really stuck. It stuck with me and it really struck with me. And Tusha was one of my very, very good bosses, you know, because he allowed me mm-hmm. to, to work a few days in the office and a few days at home. You know, mm-hmm. I worked three days in the office at IITA and I worked two days um, here in Nakuru, but still working at Kalronjoro with some of the scientists that I was working with there. So I was still able to mm-hmm. keep my connections with Calro and I was still able to work very comfortably with Tusha. So eventually, of course, mm-hmm. um, I, I got to be more involved in the breeding informatics with Trusha and working with, on a lot more uh, bioinformatic projects. And, and uh, luckily, the position for bioinformatics um, research officer at Becker became open sometime um, in in June or July of 2019. And um, the head of bioinformatics um, at Becker Ildry is um, Jean Bacar, Dr. Jean Bacar who was also one of the project investigators or the PIs for the fellowship that I was on um, at Becker for the bioinformatics. So I, I, was, I was quick to apply for that position when it was announced, of course. Mm. Because, you see, I was working as a consultant at IITA. Uh, and at Becker, this was a more permanent position. Um, of course, career-wise, you know, it's a step in the right direction. And... Yeah. I was very, I, I was very happy, of course, uh, because I had also gotten some experience working, working as a bioinformatician with Trusha, and he had exposed me to yeah. so much. He had allowed me to, you know, to travel and and learn and work with so many people. So at least I knew I had a background. I'm not going into this very raw, not having worked. So okay. I knew at least I had a chance. Mm-hmm. So I did. I applied, and I was called up for. I was shortlisted among the people who are called for the interviews and boy, you have never seen me so excited. Oh my God. I was so happy. I couldn't believe it. I, I didn't even mm-hmm. think I would be called. I was so excited. Mm-hmm. I was so happy. Uh, the, the written interview was tough. That one was tough. Mm-hmm. We were like, I think nine or 10 candidates for the written interview. And it was not an mm-hmm. easy one. Oh my God. That one, I went into it. I did my best. I gave it my all and I told God, oh my God, um, you've seen my work, my hard work and my sweat. Please, um, I hope I did my best. And I'm really hoping that I'll be called up for the oral interview because it was a two-step process. You go for the written interview. If you pass that, only five people would go to the written, to the oral interviews. Mm-hmm. So yeah, fingers crossed. I, I passed the the written interview and as among the few who are called back for the oral interview um, mm. a day later. And and I was also able to do, do very well in that and they offered me the position and I was super excited. I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I, it was it was interesting to just reflect on the on my journey coming from a molecular biology background, a plant breeding background, and now working in in bioinformatics in data analysis. That was that was amazing. So yeah, so that's how I got to work as a bioinformatician. 
Um, I started working at Becca Ilri in March of 2020, and I am still working as a bioinformatician um, currently at the same institution. Long story. Wow. What the, yeah. What are the laws that you've experienced throughout this journey that I, I, mm-hmm. I quite find interesting? Um, my laws. Okay. Um, I, I think, yes, there were laws. First of all, let me just say there were laws, but there were also opportunities for me to learn. So there were laws at the time when they happened, but there were also uh, um, a stepping stone to something bigger. So let's see. So when I was in my last year of campus, um, my last year of campus, I got pregnant with my mm-hmm. firstborn child. He's 13. He's going to be 13 at the end of this year. Uh, this month, sorry. So I got pregnant quite young. Um, it was it was it was challenging, I have to say, because I did I did my my exams um while taking care of a nursing baby or nursing a very young boy at that time. It was it was not easy to be honest, because I was juggling. You have to take care of this baby because I went back to school with him in campus um, in my fourth year, uh, my last term. <clears throat> I went back to, to school with him. Um, so I was always rushing back from class, going to nurse the baby, going to wash the baby. I'm, I'm a very paranoid mother. I always want to do everything for myself. That's such a young. So <laughs> I, always, well, I was always rushing back to go and clean my baby in the afternoon. Anytime I had like an hour, I would go nurse my baby and wash him and make sure he's okay before I go back to class. And then in the evening, I would be the one to give him, you know, like the massage you give him before he sleeps. And then you're here trying to juggle with that. With I remember one day I was I was um he I was I had him on my lap, and my other hand was busy trying to complete an assignment that was due for the next day. God, that mm-hmm. was tough. That was tough, but yeah. I think it it really toughened me up. I after I survived that, I'm like I I can do anything. <laughs> if I can do this, I really I can do anything. And it also gave me quite a bit of grit to be able to to move forward and 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 be so aggressive in getting what I want. You know, um, like really be focused and wanting to to carve a path for myself where I could see progress. So that, that really, actually, that really gave me an experience to always wanting to do, to be, to progress, always wanting Mm. to progress. I have to say that was one of my, my biggest lows. Uh, But it it was challenging. Of course, you're in your third, you're in your undergraduate years, you, you, you get pregnant, you know, your parents have expectations, your family have expectations from you. So it was a challenging time for everyone to sort of come together and, and finally be able to support, you know, and be in one page. Um, But it it worked out eventually. It did. um, It worked out. So even while I was doing my, um, my uh, volunteering work, um, I still had my baby, and I was, I was, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very lucky for my parents. But it did, it, 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 it caused me to, 
to to focus i have to say to focus and want to want to provide of course you know you have a child so you you cannot depend on your parents you have to get up on your feet and start providing me both me and my husband were quite young at the time you know so we were all very working very hard to ensure that we are able to provide um at the time so yeah that was that was Actually, that was a law when you said that i was just thinking about the you know that volunteership that's what came to my mind <laughs> yeah yes yeah so even as i was volunteering i still had a baby mm. <laughs> that's amazing yeah mm-hmm. okay. so um, yeah, do i have a, another law i'm trying to think of another law i've had because you know that really opened up my eyes and i i i'm like if i could survive that i could survive anything so i'm not sure i even have another very big low in my life to be honest everything else has always been a stepping stone mm. everything else has always been a stepping stone um and i am I'm, i'm i'm a i have to say i'm very i'm a very strong christian i i believe in god um i believe mm. in in always having a positive mind so i think my positivity has also helped me to look at things that might look challenging on a positive side mm. i will always say okay i didn't get this one so i remember when i think maybe the other thing that really hurt me i suppose um and i really took like a few weeks to to recover from it was in 20 in 2019 yeah, mm. yeah in 2019 when i was working with trusha um mm. i had also applied for a phd scholarship um it was one of those scholarships that was very lucrative you know it was a h2020 scholarship to go to spain um it was paying 4500 euros a month my god um mm. uh, <laughs> i know and i actually got through the shortlisting i got through the interviews and i was the first runner up so there was somebody before me and i always kept mm-hmm. writing to this professor and telling him oh my god has he not um said no so that i can be the one who will be picked for the phd i really wanted mm-hmm. to go for that phd it was in spain i really wanted and when he said unfortunately no yeah that 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 really struck me because it's something i was so psyched up for me and my husband had talked about it for a while and my parents were okay with it my husband was okay with it i was looking forward to it because it would also be allow me to still be able to take care of my responsibilities right because it also had a yeah, good yeah. good stipend because as much as as much as we also want to progress in science and in career we still have responsibilities uh-huh. and you know yeah. you still have to make yeah. sure that your your family is living well that you're supporting your partner you know you can't leave all that responsibility to your partner so even in wanting to progress you still want to consider something that will still allow you to give your family a good life and even yourself. So that was one of the ones that I had yeah. really worked hard for. I spent some sleepless nights preparing for it. And um yeah, so when I didn't get it, yeah, that that was it. Um yeah, it 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 really it it hit me somewhere. <laughs> uh how but yeah, I got over it. Ah, um how did I get out of it? So I think I fully recovered from it when covid started and I was like Hey, in the Aqua Spain by myself, you oh, know, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, oh my God, and God knew why he didn't give me, <laughs> didn't, didn't give me this PhD in Spain because a year later there is COVID. 
But at the end of the day, I was also quite grateful because while working with Tusha, I also quite got got some opportunities to travel. I went to, I traveled to Ghana um, for the first African Plant Breeders Conference. So I got to do quite a bit of networking there. Um, I met um, the head of the African Orphan Corps Consortium through uh, through Dr. Olu Oluwashe, who was also one of the project investigators for the Big COP. Um, we were with him there, and he introduced me to um, Dr. Alan Vindines, who is also from the African Orphan Crops Consortium, and he's also from um, a professor from UC Davis. Mm. And because we're also doing quite a bit of work um, with what I was doing with Trusha, breeding informatics, and with the Big COP, we had quite a number of projects we were doing on orphan crops. Um, you know, it gave me a platform to to connect with others, and then um, I also got the opportunity to travel to to Ghana again, but now for a bioinformatics workshop. You know, because it the, the 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 events that were taking place even as I was working gave me gave me a positive attitude. They kept me one. They kept me busy. So I wasn't, I didn't have time to slack around. And two, they're also quite exciting. I was getting to meet new people. I was getting to network with 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 people who are in my field in bioinformatics, but also combining bioinformatics and, you know, and, um, and the breeding work that I've done. So it's, it, it, it's, it really helped me to, to look at it positively and see, you know, if you're fine, it didn't work this time, but I will keep pushing. Um, and I have to say, you know, someone like um, Dr. Olu Oluwashe Shorinola has also been very, very instrumental because he's always been a mentor to me. I met him during the bioinformatics COP, uh, but we we have I've had the opportunity to continue interacting with him, and he's been a great encourager and um, mentor of mine. So that was really great. Um, and yes, I guess that's and that's how I got over it. And once I got the job at Becca, I'm like, wow, if I'd gone to Spain, I would also not have gotten this job at Becca. So, yeah, mm. <laughs> somehow it worked out for the best. I think it takes time. It, you don't just get out of it completely, you know. Mm. It takes time. Yeah. And it's okay to give yourself time. 